0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Believe in Bingo podcast with yours truly, Solomon Wilcox, right here on Bally Sports Ohio. And right now I'm joined by a 13-year veteran of the National Football League. Uh, he played for the Houston Oilers and Tennessee Titans. They're still one and the same, but 13 years uh, with the program. Brad, hey, man, appreciate you joining us on the show. Uh, How you been doing?
1: I've been doing fantastic, and I'm sure you remember those hated rivalry battles between the Oilers and Bengals and AFC Central. Remember those
0: days? Oh, man, you guys were were road graders, dude. You guys with bloody people's nose, big time. And here comes... Here comes Eddie George, you know, at the next level. Nobody wanted to see that sight. <laughs>
1: you know, I was just talking to Warren Moon um, a couple of days ago at Eddie George's 50th birthday party, as a matter of fact, Solomon. Okay, he turned 50 better. on Sunday. And yeah. uh, I was asking him what he thought about the resurgence of the oil derrick, you know, the, that used to be yeah. on the oiler's helmet, you that's know. That's right. And how oh, cool man. that is. It's its really cool to be a part of that history, you know, that doesn't that's exist right. anymore, but it still is in the Titans
0: man some great players come through that organization uh not to mention Earl Campbell but you guys have this rich tradition of great offensive line play too uh, you guys have always been able to play that physical uh brand and that's that leads me to the head coach and Mike Frable because he he seems to be the right guy that fits the mold for the style of play that the Tennessee Titans want to play and what way did could you see that playing out? in the week four game against the Cincinnati Bengals with a Zach Taylor, uh, and you've got a Mike Vrabel. It's almost a contrast in styles a little bit.
1: I think it's really Solomon about controlling the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Mike Vrabel being cut from the cloth of being born in the trenches, right, defensive end, uh, that I went up against on numerous occasions, even when he was a Pittsburgh Steeler. You know, I remember Michael putting his hand in the dirt. So he understands the value of winning the line of scrimmage. And that's where the foundation of this offense in Tennessee should be built. It should be built on King Henry, right? And, of course, as many times as Art Smith, when he was the offensive coordinator here, committed to Derrick Henry running the football, that's when you saw him really establishing himself. Now, yeah. they have to play at a level of physicality to be able to do that, and that's been inconsistent. It's been inconsistent because of the virtual carousel of linemen that they've had to try and figure out who's going to be playing what. They've got guys serving suspension. They've got guys that are, that are ill. Uh, even if they're first-round picks, they've got all kinds of things that they've had to plug in at this point, and it does affect everything that they're trying to do in this offense. Comparatively speaking, Zach's got a guy in Joe Burrow that can just sling the bean around. I just watched him last night against the Rams. And <laughs> even though he might not have looked as effective or put the kind of points that I'm sure Bengals Nation would have liked to have seen, we know that he has that capability, and he's going to be more reserved to the pocket dealing with that calf. So I understand the airing it out, you know, using all your weapons, especially when you have a a chase and all these other dudes that you have to throw to. I'm not taking anything away from DeAndre. We'll get to him in a minute. But the point is, Joe's got weapons, and he's cool as a fan, always. So there isn't this inconsistency in their offense like we see here in Tennessee.
0: Yeah, and something I'm sure is Zach Taylor, a former quarterback himself, right? He's cut from that cloth, and he wants to empower his quarterback, Joe Mm Burrow to cut it loose, attempted 49 pass attempts, uh, even though he was at 75% um, in that Monday night game against the Rams. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about this rivalry a little bit over the last couple of years, man. uh, Cincinnati Bengals have, have gone into Nashville, been able to beat the Tennessee Titans, going back to the 2021 divisional playoff game. That game was significant because the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC. You guys were the big boys on the block. And I will never forget it. Tannehill throws three interceptions. Joe Burrow gets sacked nine times in that game, but yet they still come out of there a winner. And it kind of turned a little bit in terms of how people now see Joe Burrow as this heroic figure to be able to overcome that kind of thing. And it went the other way for Ryan Tannehill. So how are things with him now? I know he threw three interceptions in the week one uh, loss to the Saints. Where are things now with the quarterback play? whether it's Ryan Tannehill or the other guys with
1: tight. Even from your side of the football, Solomon, you recognize the the importance of a quarterback and how all the blame always falls on his shoulders. That's right. The, the glory goes to him, of course, for being able to do the things that quarterbacks are able to do, but also goes the fault when it doesn't work. And unfortunately, they've had to deal with injuries, whether it was to Ryan Tannehill himself, bringing in some quarterbacks that weren't ready to play, that weren't ready to grasp this offense and get it moving in the right direction. And we saw some hiccups there to him now trying to get back and create that balance that they need to have it comes solomon you're going to hear me say this almost That's nauseatingly right. it starts up front That's right. because i can have the best version of tom brady behind a patchwork offensive line and what happens he's going to get murdered and you know this right. but a great quarterback with time any good quarterback in the nfl with time to go through progression find the right read look at the right you know the relationship the timing at all they can do anything and we know that the mechanics are not a problem for ryan tannehill and he's mobile so he does That's have right. that balance of a quarterback but he doesn't have the protection the time to let routes develop right the development of the ground game which then brings uh, play action into the picture so because you don't know what defense coordinates don't know what the hell you do now if you run the football and pass it right yeah. so those things have been absent here and i remember i was at that game. When Joe Burrow and the Burrows made their appearance, I'm talking about the Burrows with the glasses that remember Joe yeah. Burrow wore at that press conference, and all of a sudden, all the yeah. kids were wearing them and everything. They were selling them <laughs> on the concourse in Nissan Stadium, Solomon, and they, I was shocked at just how many people were, were really responding to to Joe Burrow. But his story, I think, is what resonates with Bengals fans, and this the success that he's had in a short period of time, it does echo the LSU term that he spent down there, right after getting cast out from OSU but people love how he's kind of pulled himself up by his bootstraps and seems to be that other guy that you can just walk up to and put your arm around and you'll have a good conversation. That's who he just seems to be.
0: Cool Joe. <laughs> he's that guy. He is definitely that guy. Look, it's not lost on me also that things kind of turn for Ryan Tannehill. You trade away a player like AJ Brown. Uh, yeah. Traylon Burks, I think is a growing player, but not going to shoot uh, fill the shoes left behind by AJ Brown, at least not in year number one. So, Tell me about this wide-receiving core. Uh, He's a first-round pick out of Arkansas, uh, Traylon Burks, and then uh, you get DeAndre Hopkins, who's on the back end of his career but still has something to give. What kind of threat might he pose for the Cincinnati Bengals secondary?
1: There was one instance last week where we saw DeAndre Hopkins make the kind of catch that is symbolic of who he has been on the sidelines to convert a first down. It was a big play that they needed it was, you know, far and few between as far as what they need to have that offense be productive. So he's still got that catch radius. You know what I'm talking about? He can still be dangerous. Yeah. Will he be the pillar of your offense? Probably not. But Traylon Burks, who has had a slower start than have wanted to have as a first-round pick, I think that he'll start to get that rhythm once they under, Once the offense gets itself established. You can't think that, Drake, that Tr- Traylon Burks is going to be the pillar of this offense when you have – Derek Henry sitting in the backfield. It just seems kind of silly to waste that talent, right? Mm-hmm. So he has to be almost a coteau or um, some sort of like uh, uh, a, a side dish to the main meal, which is running the football. Which is what Mike Frabo wants to do. Why? Because running the football is almost in balance with a stout defense, which is exactly what the Titans have. The Titans have the kind of defense, Solomon. I mean, you know this. They have the kind of defense that can pressure great quarterbacks and win championships. And once you have those two elements, running the football and great defense, now you're doing something.
0: Let me ask you this, because it's clear. Everyone knows you play the Tennessee Titans. You got to stop Derrick him. And last week, the Cleveland Browns were able to do that, uh, held him to only 20 yards uh, rushing in the game. But the score kind of got out of control, right? Uh, final on the scoreboard, 27 to 3. How much was that part of, maybe Derek Henry not being able to provide that performance that he typically is able to provide, or how much of it was just from the beginning to the end were they uh, finding it difficult to run the ball? Where is this uh, Tennessee Titans rushing attack right now?
1: The Titans were having a problem staying on the field. There are a lot of incompletions, a lot of three and outs, a lot of pressure. Anytime Miles Garrett Solomon has three and a half sacks, one, five pressures, uh, four TFLs, um i i i don't know what i there's a number of stats that he had on the day right he was very disruptive which then put anything that you're trying to do conventionally out the window if you weren't taking advantage of putting points on the board when you had an opportunity to as deshaun watson then steadily made plays and put points on the board now the run game gets what put in the rear view because you know how you got to respond no one's going to sit there and watch you give go Derrick henry left Derrick Henry right when I mean, you're dealing with a 14 17 point differential you know they want to have big points now, I will say that, you know, Westbrook and Kine, um, Kyle Phillips, those are some guys underneath in a slot position, uh, Chick and Conquo. Those guys have been making plays. But, again, it comes down to time in the pocket, finding the guy in, in the right rhythm situation and being able to com- move the sticks. I mean, just feel comfortable at least getting a couple of few chunk plays here and there. But for the most part, staying on and eating up some clock versus giving the ball back to Deshaun Watson or Joe Burrow next week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I gotta imagine as the Cincinnati Bengals and Tennessee Titans are getting ready to do battle uh in this week four contest, I gotta believe uh the Cincinnati Bengals, they're talking about two guys on that Titans defense, um, Jeffrey Simmons and Kevin Byard, one of my one of my favorite oh, yeah. uh safeties in the National Football League. What should Cincinnati Bengals fans know about um Simmons as well as Kevin Byard on the back end uh when these two teams play on Sunday?
1: And in every right, you have every uh, right to be respectful of Kevin Byer, the mayor of Murfreesboro down here in Tennessee. He's so from MTSU, a okay. little kid, right? Yeah. They love him. And because he's just a hard, tough nosed, humble dude that leads the defense, right? Mm-hmm. Flies all over the place, makes sure that he's going to stick his nose where it needs to be. And it's smart, super smart. And you got to respect those guys. Jeffrey wow. Simmons, number 98, they call him Big Jeff down here. And they call him Big Jeff for a reason. Because it's not going to be two hands; they need four hands to block that rascal. And wow. the thing is, he got the bag, right? So you know yeah. what happens with the bag? Oh, is he going to let it down? Is he going to take some? You know, take his foot off the accelerator because he's got the fat wallet now. It's, it's dragging him down a little bit. No, no, no. Jeff threw that bag over his shoulder and said, "We got work to do." So he's trying to make an impression that you can see Audrey and Key, uh, uh, Key and uh, 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 Danico Autry. You know, these guys are able to take advantage of the double teams that Jeffrey, uh, you know, has going up against him. And then they're able to win the one-on-one. You know, so I think that the the back end is covered. Uh, They've been a little unhealthy. Roger McCurry's stepped in some roles, you know, especially for Christian Fulton, who is expected to bend something, you know, to this point, but he can't stay on the field long enough. But they've got enough, I think, pressure packages and ways to get to the quarterback to just make that, you know, the timing off just a little bit. And we know Joe's dealing with that calf, and you know who knows that too. Shane knows that too, so There's he's no going to make sure that he tries to move Joe around, right? Get him off that spot. You know, he's not going to have all day to sit back there in the pocket, you know, to pick, or pick up, pick apart the defense. Is what I'm trying to say. So,
0: well, Christian Fulton out of uh, LSU played collegiately against Jamar Chase, and Caleb Farley is a guy that I loved when he was coming out. Yeah. Uh, former first-round pick with the Tennessee Titans. I know you guys are waiting for these guys to blossom. So before yeah. I let you go, my final question. Uh, you saw what the Bengals did with Jamar Chase. They move him all around, different yeah. alignments, right? They try to scheme him open to give him an opportunity to win because he's worth it. He is that good. Who's going to cover Jamar Chase in this week four matchup?
1: Well, you know, I think they're going to run that two high shell. I think there's no way you're going to, you know, I don't feel good about the corners to press, you know, cause that's a touchdown. <laughs> so <single high laughs> safety—that's something I'm expecting to see, gotta guard those guys bracket them a little bit, but, um, I think it's just gonna be a collective effort. You know what I mean? As much as we're talking about the secondary, being able to, to take care of those routes, I'm going to put just as much pressure on that front seven to be disruptive, slump, stunt, slant, and whatever else to make sure that Joe's watching the rush. And not the routes. That's what I'm expecting, you know. And I would expect, actually, even though the man took a pay cut this past season here, Joe Mixon was the only one that's gotten the end zone yesterday, am I correct? That's right.
0: That's
1: right. So there might be, you know, and giving the ball back to Ryan Tannehill is not going to be a recipe for, for, for victory. So I would imagine them trying to establish the ground game as well with Mr. Mixon.
0: Well, as you well know, B Hop. Uh, whoever controls the line of scrimmage, man, that's who wins the game. And I always say, when you play the Tennessee Titans, bring an extra mouthpiece and buckle up because it's going to be a rough ride. (laughs) Call
1: them the slaughter knockers. Remember back then? Remember called them slaughter knockers back in the day. (laughs) That's right. That's right.
0: (laughs) Be hot, man. We appreciate you. Great work. And uh, thank you for taking the time to join us right here on the Believe in Bingo podcast right here on Valley Sports Ohio. We'll be back with more after this.